a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the WW Ranch National Wrap-Up Show with myself, Steve Mathis, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. You hear me jabber, jibber-jabber about these guys enough, so uh, you know what they're all about, man. Uh, Zach Osborne, we're in Fly Racing. Blake Baggett, we're in Fly Racing. Uh, Benny Bloss, Justin Bogle, and Ben LeMay. From privateers to uh, factory heroes, they all run Fly Racing and flyracing.com. You can check them out. Um, summer is here. 2019 and a half kinetic mesh stuff. I've got a set of it. It's necessarily needed. In these temperatures, so thanks to uh, Fly Racing for that kinetic mesh stuff, and you check it out, man. Uh, you'll love it. It's greatly, greatly needed in this summer summer month. So thank you, thank you, to those guys. Formula Helmet is out now as well. Okay, so uh, Alpine Stars as well, the Tech Ten, the most advanced booted motocross today. We want to thank those guys for coming on board. Whether it's the A4 chest protector, the A1, the Bionic neck support system, Alpine Stars making quality products for a long, long time now, and great, great company, great stuff. And uh, if you want to ch- check out Alpine Stars, uh, please go to the web, web, look at the boots, or heck. Just look at all the riders wearing Alpine Stars each and every week. So thanks to those guys. Uh, Slick Wash, slickwash.com, the three-step wash process used by Monster Energy Pro Circuit. I've got it on my mountain bike, on my dirt bike. Uh, Use the code Steve at checkout, slickwash.com, to save on their three-step wash process. It's got the foam gun. It's got the shine wash. It's got uh, the soap and everything else. So it's really good. So please check that out. And thanks to those guys for making it happen. And Maxis, of course, Maxis is on this podcast. MXST Tires, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, currently in Mammoth as we speak, dominating or racing a KX500, I guess. Uh, AJ Cantonzaro using MXSTs as well. So, uh, yeah, if you're in the line uh, and in the market for a set of high-end tires and you've skipped past Maxis before, go back and check them out, man. MXST tire, great mountain bike tires as well. And uh, they've got a lot of things going on. Maxis.com. For our, thank, those, thank those guys for coming on this podcast as well. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to WW Ranch. Got to ask Weege about this AC interview as well. And... Um, and much more. So, yeah, stay tuned. I'll get JT. I'll get Wygant on the phone, and uh, we'll break down WW Ranch the best we can. All right, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, I've, uh, I've connected with the, uh, the two experts to uh, break down WW Ranch. Uh, first up, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? I'm good. I missed my home national in Florida. My, uh, my parents were here visiting in Idaho, but... I definitely saw all of the action, and we have we have some great stuff to talk about, Weech. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, speaking of that, the voice of uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, along with Grant Langston and uh, Will Christian, it's uh, it's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah. 
<laughs> Look, guys, I tried, man. I fought a good fight. I tried to everything I could. Like, I tried to defend. I tried to do everything I, I could to stick up for the crew. But, dude, I don't know. We got some problems. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that. Um, hey, for the less for the less for less than the price of losing one losing scratch. How you can tell it's the first time I've read this promo. Yeah, good job. For less than the price of one losing scratch lotto ticket, subscribe to RacerX Magazine and get months of entertainment for just 99 cents. It's an absolute no-brainer. Get this offer now by heading to RacerX online slash forward slash 99 cents. So, people, we need you to subscribe to the magazine. Otherwise, we're going to stop doing this podcast. Um, so, yeah, please subscribe to the magazine and uh, t- attach me on social media and we'll uh, we'll show everybody what you've done. So, uh, yeah, we need we need the subscriptions. 95% of what's in the magazine you will we, we will not read online. You won't read it. Uh, we work our balls off every month to do stuff in the magazine that uh, you'll never read online. So please get the subscription. It's cheap as shit, and there's no excuses. Right, Wygant? 99 cents for three months. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a price even you can you can. Uh, yes, even I even I can afford 99. That's 33 cents a month if you want me to break it down. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. please please do that. RacerX, RacerXonline.com forward slash 99 cents. Go there. Get the three-month subscription. You'll love it. So thank you. And uh, I did two features a couple months ago. I do a feature almost every month on it. Wygant does something. Uh, yep. Yeah, We've got a lot of stuff going on in there. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And if you don't do it, they'll, they'll fire me, and then we won't do this podcast anymore. So there we go, people. Yep. That's what keeps the lights on, everybody, these pods. Yep. Okay. This, this is just, we're just doing this for you. Okay. Yes. Um, JT, do you want to start with the scoring still being messed up? Or would you like to go with the Adam Scene Cirillo interview that apparently was just an outtake? Uh, what what is going on, JT, with the with the TV show right now with Jason Wygant's TV show? What what's happening? I don't know. Weech has all the insight here. The scoring, I've almost just given up. Like it's, <laughs> I, I don't even care anymore. I you know I kind of point and laugh. You know, like at a, a monkey in a cage whenever it's happening. But I, I'm not blown away anymore. It's just you know it's kind of lost its appeal for me uh but we each take it away on this ac it was a riveting interview yeah i mean un- yeah. unbelievably revealing i, I was enlightened but i, I want to know how would this came about uh yeah i don't know too much myself um i it quickly went off the rails like uh quickly like as in what the first seven seconds of the interview at the very very top of the show of the final 250 moto I mean, this has got to be two minutes into the show. And we send it to an interview with Will Christian and AC, and it quickly goes off the rails because he doesn't understand the question. He's like, wait, wait, stop, stop. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's AC. Right. A lot of personality. He's going to say something funny. This will be hilarious. I, when's the punchline coming? Like, why did they put this interview in here? This will be good stuff. And then, you know, in the course of about eight seconds, which felt like five years, I started to realize, wait a minute, there is not a punchline coming this is an accident. This is not in here on purpose. How? Look, dude, there's outtakes of every single TV thing that's ever been done in the history of mankind. How did the wrong clip get in the show? <laughs> this is like a Saturday Night Live skit. It's correct. I don't even know if it's possible because you would just think that clip would just be like, yeah, just don't even download it. Don't even intake it. Don't yeah. even export it. Don't even. Yeah. I-, I have no idea. So <laughs> I was just praying to God. I'm like, come on, AC. This is pull this out say something funny no it was just an outtake and it made the show and then quickly they just tell me they're like all right get out of it get out of it and i'm like oh god that was real and your 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 nervous laughing was also a highlight for me yeah 
<laughs> yeah, the nervous laugh thing was kind of like the oh, something funny's coming, everybody. I'm sure they're showing this because AC's gonna, right? You know, turn this into something. No, no, uh, it was just a, a mistake. And then I realized it was a mistake, and I did everything I could to uh, just change the subject and uh, move on. <laughs> These, yeah. <laughs> I asked AC about it. He said I was dying. That's hilarious. He goes, I don't understand how they can make a big a mistake. To me, that is quite amazing. Yeah, you and I both, Adam. <laughs> you, know, you know what this reminds me of this whole season? What? You, guys re- you guys remember when the NFL had the replacement refs? Yeah. yeah. And it, just every week oh. that was the conversation. It took over the headlines. The game yes. didn't even matter. It was just the refs. I, I think you yes. Golden ref. Tate touchdown call or whatever that was like the atrocious Monday Night Football game. Yep. I, yes. I think, actually, my, my theory is that much like the NBA in the early 80s, we will find out years from now that the entire team had a massive cocaine problem. <laughs> like, we, it'll come out and that we, uh, it'll be like GL being like, oh, we were that year. We, we, we were rough that year and, and things got better from there. But man, that one year, the, the director, the, the graphics guys, the live timing guys, we it swept through the swept through the production room. Uh, I don't know, man. Oh. I don't know. Like as JT, you made a you made a, f- a fine point on our text story today. We were joking about this stuff. I mean, these are just the details. You know, you're getting you know eighty percent of the show. If even to take out the commercials, is, is racing, uh, and you're just watching dirt bikes ride, which is fine. But some of this stuff, dude, I just I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I want. I don't want that to get lost in this because I. I really did have a great day of watching the racing, and I. I love being able to watch the racing commercial free on the app, and I mirror it onto my TV, and it's it's spectacular. It really is. Like that's great for anybody who has gone through years of watching racing that's not even alive. Uh, this is unbelievable. I would have paid any amount of money to have this, you know, however many years ago. But yeah, we can do better. I will say that it, it can be better than the little stuff that we're missing right now. Oh, it's fantastic. You just never know what's going to happen week to week. It's great. I, it was really rough because, um, uh, God rest his soul, we lost our man, King Chase Stallo, uh, who is my right hand man uh, to Racer X for the last nine years. He has moved on. I'm not, familiar, no with that. I'm not familiar with that man at all. I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know You've that name. About it. Oh, yeah. he's dead to you. He's dead Steve to me. Has a, Steve has a very. Uh, familiar text he likes to send Chase. Yep. We won't get into that. Yep. Yep. He doesn't respond to it. He does he not. Doesn't, he does not he does respond. Not. <laughs> so anyway, he's not actually dead. He just took another job, and uh, Steve's very upset. Yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, he's an asshole. Yeah, for, for leaving <laughs> us. And uh, for me, uh, it was a whole week of, like, just panic attacks and heart attacks and every kind of attack you could think of, probably terrorist attacks. Like, I was... Just like I'm like, just get me to Saturday, bro. Just get me to Saturday where I don't have to run this website. Just get me to the weekend because I can't handle all this by myself. And I got to the weekend, and then these things just reminded me. I'm like, oh, dude, there's just so much that can go wrong in the world. Like uh, every day, I'm worried about something sliding through the website that's not supposed to. Now that I don't have my backstop, and then the TV thing, I couldn't even tell at this point. I'm like, is these bad dreams? Is this reality? What's happening? Yeah, it's uh. It's great, Weege. I love it. It's fantastic. JT also is just, uh, he is just merciless. Like, there is, our texts go through on Saturdays, and he is, he's not letting you, uh, letting you forget anything. He's the auditor. He is the auditor. (laughs) He's the auditor. The weatherman, the auditor. 
it's all it's all JT. Yeah, it's absolutely. So um, yeah, we got to get you. I, I appreciate that you watch these shows, but we need to find you something else to do while you're doing them. You're a little too engaged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like well, this is my this is my uh, release center. Like I can't I can't say my true feelings uh, in a public forum. I, I'm too I'm too close to it as a sponsor and. Yeah, it would be very bad if, if my true feelings were released. So that forum, I really let loose. That text thread, uh, there are there is nothing held back. Uh, so I apologize, Weege. I know it's not your fault. Don't take it personally. Like I said, like I said to you, I think you and GL do a great job, and I truly mean that. Well, Steve, I'm glad you brought up the weather thing actually, because it flipped this weekend because it wasn't a mutter, and suddenly it became a weather argument between you. And yeah, JT, this yeah. was this is intense. It it was fun. It was hot. It was hot. I'm not gonna lie. It, Hold on. It was hot. Well, you can't say it was fine. It was fun. Why did Sexton not ride the second moto, Steve? Well, yeah, he he got overheated. Uh, but it, it, dude, it Why wasn't. Why did you not ride the second moto, Steve? Bike problems, I think. Um, no. no. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't in the top ten of hot nationals I've been to. Seriously, I don't think it was in the top ten. Okay, and, and that's fine. That's your opinion yeah. of how hot it was. But there was a breeze, it, bro. There was a breeze like all day. To say that it wasn't hot when we look I at didn't the say amount it wasn't of, hot. I said the amount of problems that guys had dealing with the heat. I mean, they, these guys were they were seriously struggling, and every one of them made mention of it. I know you haven't watched the whole race yet, but go back and watch Justin Cooper after the second moto. Like he's really hot. Yeah, well, you know, and he he won the overall. I mean, he you know maybe like, maybe he needs to train more. I don't know. I, your, I'm not sure. Your take is your take is silly. Like Listen, I, I'm, I'm joking about you're Cooper. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking about Cooper. But it was a, there was a breeze throughout the day, and obviously MX Sports. Uh, I, I talked to a VV VIP there at MX Sports, and they they were monitoring the heat index versus, you know, the danger levels, and because they were going to shorten the motos, that never came up. It never got that hot enough to shorten the motos. I like I said, I've been to I've been to hotter Southwicks, Freestones, Buds, and Red Buds, Millvilles as well too. God, there's some Millvilles, dude. That, you know, I was struggling. Troy, like, Ohio. Troy. Oh, my God. Troy. Oh, I forgot God, about Troy. Troy. Like, Listen, I'm not saying it was the hottest race ever. I'm not at all. Yeah. But for you to relentlessly say it's fine all day. I just, I just it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I was, that, that was a bit much for me. I never said it was nice. I never said it was, I never said it was awesome. You know, I just said it was fine. So... Luckily, uh, luckily, I was standing able to... around outside. It wasn't yeah. it was hot, but I've definitely experienced way worse in my life. It wasn't like that. However, I think JT's overarching point is that it was going to have a huge effect on the riders and the racing. And it is completely undeniable no, that it, it did, did when no. a dude wins the moto and can't even ride the second moto. Yeah, but do we know do we know that he didn't, you know, had a bike issue? Do we know why? Yes. We... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he said it on his Instagram today. <laughs> specifically. Do we, do, do we know? We don't know. He, he threw up four times on the podium. This... <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. It obviously, it, it affected the guys for sure. But, uh, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to defer to JT on this a little bit like I, d- you cannot tell me I won't I won't have it that you tell me that Christian or Christian, uh, that you tell me Chase Sexton is 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 uh, uh, lazy Chris, uh, Chase Sexton's not in shape Cameron McAdoo's a loser uh, Hannah was tougher all of this like I don't want to hear that these guys are in phenomenal shape and my theory on heat is just 
it affects people differently, no matter how good or poor of shape you're in. Now, if you're not in good shape and it's hot like that, it will show for sure. There are some yeah. guys that, you know, but I, I, I won't have it that, you know, that Chase Sexton or Cameron McAdoo just are pussies and whatever can like, I won't have it. I, I really believe the heat affects people differently. It does. And I will go a step further. I've had it affect me differently at different times. And I was, you know, I was in shape every time, but some days I didn't feel phased at all. And I actually used it to my advantage. And there were other days where I was just struggling really bad and maybe, maybe still not as bad as some other people, but there were days where I was really dizzy and I didn't feel like that I was acclimated at all, but I had just been torturing myself in Florida all summer. So I, I really was prepared for it. So I don't think it's necessarily always the same yep. that it, the way, you know, if one day you could be great in it where, you know, if, if Sexton had to race again next weekend in the heat, he might be fine. Yeah. It just, the way well, he pushed and, and going for the first win of his career and all the, all those extra circumstances and little detail stuff that that can affect you know the way it, well, it hits you that day uh justin cooper and dylan ferrandis training california yep exactly and that, that, you know? that's what i wanted to get into was these guys shouldn't have been prepared in my opinion they should have been the least prepared it hasn't been hot in california they haven't really been dealing with any heat at all and they come out and go one two when the conditions are at their most brutal yeah, yeah. Uh, the same can be said for tomac i mean he wins the second moto and it hasn't been hot where he's at either you know so I kind of give up on that argument as far as the Florida guys are going to dominate because they're so used to it. We didn't really see that on Saturday. Yeah, and I just I, and I don't want to hear that Chase Sexton needs to work harder or no, you no, know, no, I, or Cameron McAdoo needs to. I just yeah, I just think it affects people differently. Yeah, and, he was on he was on my fantasy team. Sexton was, and I was really bitter that he wasn't able to ride. But I understand like safety and he just couldn't ride. Like I get it. But I don't believe it was anything like lack of preparation no, or anything like that. No, I, I, I've heard too many people tell me too many times how hard he works and all that stuff. And if you're doing that in Florida, if you're doing that work in Florida, guess what? You're doing it in brutal conditions every day. Yeah. So yeah, it was it, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> okay. Um. Hey, my next question I want to defer to JT is on. But here's what's crazy to me. So like Sexton has probably done two 35 minute motos in the same day. Like literally a hundred days, two hundred days of his life. I mean, over the last three or four years, mm-hmm. two three days a week during outdoor season. I know uh, racing so much more intense. Is it just that? Yeah. Like, is for that sure. the difference? That's it. I, yeah, absolutely. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think part of it. Um, I think having the moto win there played a part. He pushed harder. There is just no way to. Uh, manufacture the intensity of racing you can try and, and guys get in battles and he chases they see around during the week he's made mention of that but it's just a different deal the uh you know all the the pressure of racing and and to have that win and all you know everyone watching it it's just a different deal and when you're practicing there are ways to find places to rest and there's there's no pressure so if you need to check up in the air and breathe a little bit or cruise through a turn just because you, you have the ability to you can uh, but when you're racing and when you're winning a moto like that, you're not. You're going to push it harder than you have, you know, all year as far as practicing. So I just think racing makes people respond differently. And, you know, it's unfortunate because he gave up a chance to be the overall winner. I, you know, if he brings that same level, he probably can can win the overall there. But, you know, on that day on Saturday, he, you know, his body just wouldn't wouldn't respond i guess something unfortunate to, for him. something to think about too is they they did do two practice sessions right so in the in the day they might do a 10 minute warm-up 
I think it's yep. before moto. You'll do a 10-minute light warm-up, and then you'll do two thirties and, and maybe a bicycle ride, and that, there's your day of work um, on certain you know, days. The, the, but, one, the one thing I wanted to add – sorry, Steve. Um, I've been thinking about this since yesterday, and I, I don't know what conclusion to draw on it. But it's fair to say that you always want to be the most rested and hydrated and – uh, as close to let's say zero, you know, air quotes around zero, like you're, you're neutral as much as possible coming into a, a day like Saturday where it's going to take everything out of you that you have, you know, where Justin Cooper's literally falling down on the podium because he's just so tired and hot. Do you think, and I'm going to pose this to you guys, do you think there's anything to the fact that maybe those guys riding and training in California where it hasn't been so brutal left them with a little bit more coming into Saturday where, Kenny, Adam, uh, anybody, you know, Sexton, right, anybody yeah. you want to put in there, yeah. they've been just killing themselves in the heat well, for the I, last month. And maybe they didn't have as much in the tank coming into Saturday as those other guys did. I don't know. I mean, Osborne's late moto charge was great, and he's in Florida. Marv faded. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he, you know, Kenny faded for maybe other reasons. Um, I just I just think it's an individual thing. I really – I just think it's individual. And, and I mean, Barsha told me in the post-race that he – Rode a ton this week and came in not feeling that well about it. You know, like rode really hard and worked really hard all week. And I was like, oh, that's odd. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, I think there's cases just, for both, right? There's cases for both. It was just both. weird. Yeah, just weird that Tomac, Ferrandis, and Cooper stole the show the last moto in the most, you know, the, the most taxing of conditions. And they maybe have been in the, the easiest of climates for the past month i don't know maybe there's nothing to it maybe there's something to it it's it's an interesting talking point um so ww ranch first time hosting a national uh, obviously they had the usgp there uh i got a lot of people raving about the track um it was tough to see anything i was in the announcer's tower most of the day watching and i mean so i was up high and man i still couldn't see much and I know I talked to some people that walked around, some fans, listeners, and, and, and readers of mine that walked around and said they couldn't see much. and they, So that was a, a, a drawback. But as far as it, you know, watching it on TV uh, at the races and being there, um, we, I, I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic facility, fantastic track. I just I wish there was some elevation, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, and that is a huge difference in being there in person and uh, watching it on TV because I, when I was there on Friday watching press day, and at that point the track was – you know, as sand tracks get groomed and flat, it didn't really have a lot of bumps or character yet. I was like, man, I don't know. It's kind of eh. It's kind of eh on Friday. Okay. But as the track got rougher, uh, it got better. And then also when I'm seeing it through the TV lens, elevation is awesome. But it's for TV, it's not really required. Like, there's no one that could watch yeah. that and say it wasn't challenging. It wasn't real motocross. Uh, it offered great racing and passing and action and all that. Uh, with or without hills, uh, but for sure, when you're standing there in person, it makes it harder to to just even see what's going on. Uh, you know, elevation sometimes, like just like a high point. There's parts of high point you can see 99 percent of the track just because it's on a hillside yeah. and in a valley. Yep. But JT, I would imagine watching from home, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is motocross. It might not have hills, but it's freaking motocross. It's not, you know, it's not an infield. Supercross track or something like that. Yeah, like it's, legit. It, it, it's yeah. The, I got I got good reviews from basically everybody. Yeah, the rider. Yep. It, it was cool that I listened to all your podcasts and yeah, everyone else I talked to also. It was hot. It was rough. It was nasty, but they all liked it almost because of that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, this backdrop is very typical Florida. You know, trees in the background, flat everywhere, lots of green. Uh, that's what I grew up riding and what these guys see every day when they're, you know, in Claremont or in uh, Tallahassee or Cairo or whatever the, the case may be. This is a normal day of riding is what it probably felt like. Uh, the coolest thing I saw was a huge improvement. You know, the, the only other time I've ever been to this track was uh, 2017 Labor Day, the USGP there. And, you know, the difference in the track from that weekend to this one, I thought was pretty impressive. I thought it was much better. I thought the dirt was very much improved. You could tell they brought in a lot of clay. Uh, so I, I applaud the, uh, the track builders, um, junior, everybody involved there, Jason Baker. Um, I thought they presented a great racetrack and much, much better than a year and a half ago. They just, they got a, I, I realize this is, you know, pampered media guy or whatever but they got to get a south service out there they got to get that fit that handled there's just no service it's just dead dead area so yeah millville, I mean, we faced that we faced that at a few few races right it's yeah tough. millville put up one though and unadilla put up one you know i don't know some sort yeah. of tower or something and I, that's a small small complaint but uh crowd was decent from what i could tell again it's really tough this flat field right um yeah i thought the track looked really good i, I thought it looked like a fun track for a local guy until it got really rough and then I thought it really challenged the, the pro guys. I really did. And there were some spots in the, you know, big jumps, but safe. And you could rest a little bit in there, you know, because it was fine. The temperature was fine, but I'm just saying it was spots to rest. So so one question I have, did they have any sort of big television screens for fans to be able to see? Not that I noticed, okay. but I, I didn't go around the whole facility. It was really tough. So we, did you yeah. see any? No, I, I didn't. I didn't see okay. It. Where was yeah. the TV? That's... Where was the TV compound, Weech? I couldn't even find. Where was it? Oh, uh, it was right behind the start. Uh, you were probably blocked by the backdrop. Oh, okay. Um, if you went right behind the starting gates, we were there. It was actually, I think, the most convenient location we ever had. We had the podium, yep. start, mechanics area, TV compound. We're yeah. all in one area. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. I would uh, say, I would yeah. say uh, that was one thing that Colorado did this year at Thunder Valley. They had massive screens for fans who couldn't see the whole track yeah that they could see that was really really cool um yeah at a track like i, I don't even think thunder valley needed it so much because you can see really well but a track like ww ranch yeah. it's difficult because it's flat that would be a, that would be a nice improvement i honestly you know muddy creek was fine but this this was a real track to me uh, i never thought muddy creek track was very good for pro national uh zach osborne might, might light me on fire for saying that but um the ease of in and out, the all of that, just, yeah. I think this ra- this race was an improvement on Muddy Creek National. I really, I really think that. So that's good. Yeah, ho- that's hopefully, good. they keep it on schedule. I, I would think they would, right? I mean, how was the crowd? I don't know. I couldn't really tell. Okay. Yeah. I heard um, one thing they want to work on is the fences are pretty far back. Uh, because I, as I was talking to Davey, he's like, it was originally a practice track. It wasn't really designed around expecting mm-hmm. spectators so they've gotten better and better but they maybe need to move some fences close like right next to the start the fans were there as you saw steve yeah but then there were big sections of the track i think where people couldn't get close to it which is kind of the the, the style for outdoor nationals the fans get right up on yeah. it so yep. maybe that's something they can do um all right let's get into the into the race uh that was the marvin moose scan we've been waiting to see that first moto that was seriously impressive um caught kenny kenny i mean uh, who would have thought that you know, Kenny would not have won that moto a lap and a half in, right? You're just like, okay, well, he's just going to jet off here. Uh, and Marvin caught him, passed him, and uh, and and dropped him a little bit and went on to win the moto. Got the overall, obviously, with that third and the second moto. Osborne rode great to get him. 
But uh, that's the Marv we've been waiting to see, Weech. Yeah, and it's so strange this year. It's not, like, shocking to see it because he hasn't been bad. He's been the same Marv for the most part. Um, but then also to look at, you know, Tomac and Roxon swept all the motos uh, except for one oddball moto from Baggett last week. Then you're like, well, wait, no, I guess he is a notch below them. I mean, he's been with them the last two years. But it does seem like it was more just weird circumstances, and even in Supercross. Think of how many races in Supercross, the speed wasn't the problem. It was not making mistakes or not getting bad starts or not making uh, the wrong decision at the wrong time. And it's kind of the way the, the Nationals have gone. Now, he did say, I know you don't want to hear this, Steve. I know you interviewed him, too. They were struggling with setup. Oh, yeah, setup. Yep. Yep. So they went back to 2018 setup, which seemed like a good idea to me because the 2018 setup was winning races uh and that was better but uh it almost just seemed like he just needed to finally just be himself and have a day go right however however a little asterisk when you're thinking oh dude we're gonna have the gnarliest most brutal race of the year i don't know how many people are putting marvin at the top i know he trains in florida they mm-hmm. practically all train in florida but he was the guy that did it best over the course of two motors yep. he faded in moto two but other guys were even yeah. worse yeah it was it was great. I think he got a little pissed with me in the, my post race interview with him. I, I think I was asking him about Baker's factory, and I think he was thinking that I was looking for dirt, you know, about who yeah. who hates who or whatever, you know. And yeah. I, I really wasn't. I just said, "How is this with these guys?" Like, it's, it's you think about Webb and Anderson and, and Osborne and him lining up every day, right? And they've all been going at it all summer so far. And I'm just like, "How was that? How, can you be fastest one day and slowest the next?" And you know, and Marv, you know said everybody's getting along really good but left out Anderson's name conveniently um and and then you know talked about and I, but his his demeanor changed like almost like he was like thinking that I was trying to get some dirt out. I was just asking about the competitiveness of the four of them riding every day but you uh, just do that with Zacco that's we just saved that for Zacco yeah I mean I'll just yeah fine I'll find Marv I won't ask you about that I'll just talk to Zacco and, and we'll get our all of our information from Zach who tells us nothing but um JT will predict it'll be hot at Florida race and also will not give up on someday there's going to be problems down there. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to Well, listen, he happen. left out Anderson's name as far as everybody getting along. <laughs> I don't know if that oh. was I don't know if that was a, a mistake, but you well, know, Zach, when I in our post show we just posted the video, he said, "Oh yeah, the field is stacked." And he's like, "I think there's like seven guys." And he ran through the names and he as he's running through the names, he just forgot to say Webb. And I'm like, you better say Cooper Webb, or everybody watching this video is going to be like, oh, there it is. He yeah. purposely dissed Cooper. <laughs> he doesn't consider him a contender. Yeah, it's it's pins and needles when right. when that. Well, how do you guys get along? Topic gets brought up. I I wasn't going for it, but I, he, I think he thought I was, and he instantly kind of clammed up and gave me super short answers yep. and then just walked yep. away. And I'm like, okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> um, hey, so Tomac seven one. Uh, first second motor was great. Just uh, got the lead, took off. Marv. I guess Marv caught him a little bit, but uh, I didn't really feel like Tomac was ever in danger of, of losing that lead. But here's the thing with Eli. Like, I know he started in 18th or 15th or something in the first moto. He was way back. I get it. So he worked up to 7th and all of that. And then Stephen A. Stevenson blew him apart on, on Instagram. I get all that. But here's the thing. Like, that, that just isn't going to – and this is where we have to readjust our Tomac thinking. That's not happening to Don Villapoto or Carmichael, just to name the last three guys that come to mind. Like, I, I don't care that they start in 15th, 18th. 
And and I'm not blowing Eli apart because seventh is great and he won the second moto. But that's where we all shake our head and we just have to accept the reality that even though Eli is one of the all-time greats and he's climbing this win list and he'll be an all-time great, like that seventh is just sort of what he will do and we're not used to the all-timers doing that. That's all. Well, I thought it was interesting because we were kind of arguing about this a little bit yesterday. You were kind of like, ah, it wasn't that bad. No big deal. Yeah. And our our buddy Swizzcore was, you know, kind of saying he thought it was actually pretty good. I am in a different place on that. I, I don't think that when you're as good as Eli Tomac and you can win the way he wins races and he comes out and wins the second moto, I don't think that you should be battling with Freddie Noren for 20 minutes. I don't. Yeah, but I, I don't think. I just said, like, we have to readjust our thinking on Eli. We have well, to. Well, and, and okay, maybe you're not in the extreme. I just, I don't think that I want to readjust my thinking. Like, I don't think that's, <laughs> okay. I don't think that's the way he should ride. Like, I, I think he gets rattled or something goes on with him mentally. Cause I don't think that he's riding to the best of his ability in that scenario. That's, that's what I'm really trying to get to the bottom of is he is not riding to his potential in those moments. And I don't know why. He is he is capable of riding much better than he is riding in those those situations, which we don't know how to define and we don't know how to predict. It's just very strange. Uh, I I, don't, I still don't have an answer. I haven't had an answer for multiple years on why that happens. And seventh is not the end of the world. I get it. You know, whatever. Um, but it's still like you're watching him and you're kind of scratching your head, going, "What's what is he doing out there? Like, what's happening?" Yeah, yeah. I just think that that's that's what we have to think about. Just he's, but but yep. sure okay, but why is the better question? Like what is happening? And I don't expect an answer. I don't expect right. you to know why. Yeah. But it's still a very relevant question: is what is happening? Yeah. What do you think? And maybe we'll never know. Maybe we won't know for twenty years. You know. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, this is the same discussion we've had uh, a dozen times already this year. Yeah. And probably a dozen times each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will never make sense. It will never make sense. It will never make sense. I agree with JT. Like, yes, he was buried off the start. But to your point, Steve, I'm sure Villapoto got 18th place starts at some point. And he didn't win every race. No, I don't expect him to win. Yeah, I don't expect Eli to to win. No, but I mean, seriously, I bet you could look how many sevenths or fourths did Dunger Villapoto have ever. And Chad Reed maybe is a seventh place guy now, but he probably went 10 years, 11 years, like never getting worse than fourth under almost any Literally, probably yeah. drunk, rolling into the day of the race. Red, right? do- red what's, dog, what's red dog, beat him a few do? times. Red dog, red dog, beat him a few times. Okay, but how, how? What? It was like the worst Chad Reed could ever do was fourth under the most absolutely insane circumstances. First turn crash, fourth. <laughs> Dunge, what, did point, Dunge, right? what did Dunge get at Southwick when his bike did? When he, when, I, th- I think yeah. he did get seventh in that moto, despite starting the race uh, nine tenths of a lap down. Right? I, so I know re- what you're saying. Do you guys remember the Red Bud race where Villapoto's bike was literally self-destructing <laughs> yes. and he still got like eighth or ninth? Yes. Yeah, it's just bad start. Yeah, it's yeah. It definitely a factor and it's Sandy and I'm sure the roost is exceptionally bad and all that. And yeah. But it's just, it, if this happened once, we wouldn't care, but it's the same Tomac puzzle that we can't solve yeah. for the last no. 10 years. So we just have right. to readjust our thinking. That's it. We just yeah. have to readjust. I really believe he can't get out of his own way. Like, I think mentally he hits some sort of panic button and he just can't like, okay, no problem. Let's just ride. Like I, if I ride to my ability, I'll blow past all these dudes. I think he just gets 
worked up or something. I don't know, man. It's weird though. And, and yeah, okay, maybe we just have to readjust your thinking like you're saying, but it's still that still doesn't make logical sense why he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, Osborne's Osborne got great starts, and the first laps he gets dropped quick, and then he has to start over again. And as he told me in the post race interview, everybody tells me you know how good I'm charging, but you know I'm passing these guys in the moto. But I, I was in front of them to start, and both motos in 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 WW Ranch, he was right there. And then the first lap, well, first lap got him. He went from second to. I don't know, fourth or fifth, and then he crashed in the first moto. And in second moto, he put on a great charge, but again, he got passed by a few guys and had to work his way up. But good day for Osborne. That late second moto, that's impressive, man. That's that's really impressive. Um, Anderson uh, rode well again, 3-4 for him. Uh, lost a little bit of time in that second moto. Of course, Cooper Webb led early on. He posted that he was happy with his race, and he, you know he's getting right there. Um, I guess any one of those three guys you want to comment on, JT? Uh, just on, on Osborne, he had made mention he was, he was waiting on this race. He was, he's one of the only guys that I heard really say that he wanted the heat. He wanted, he was ready for a hot race and couldn't wait, you know, cause it's, it's a lot of, it's painful experience, a lot of suffering and you're just miserable. And you know, the day after is terrible and you feel like crap and everything else, but he was looking forward to it. You know, I think he felt like he had put in so much work that it was going to give him a chance to really show that. And he made the most of it in that second moto. Yeah, he didn't get Tomac, you know, and all that. But he showed that he was really in shape and he was closing down that gap in the second moto. So um, I was I honestly expected a little bit more from Webb. Wasn't a terrible day by any means, but uh, we're still kind of waiting on Webb to, to find his best form, I think. Uh, Steve, from your vantage point, how close was Anderson at one point, Muscan at another, and Osborne at the end in that second moto? Because from my perspective, I thought they were making legit runs on Eli, but you didn't see it from, uh, from that perspective. I, I saw Eli managing it to me. Like I mean, uh, okay. I, I guess. Yeah. Like I don't know. You know, it's it's. I never felt like Eli. I never was like, oh, oh my. Now I okay, did Anderson's walk. Gonna get him. I no. did walk away with a lap to go, so slightly slightly less than. Yeah, slightly more than a lap to go in the second moto. Right. But, but, yeah, Zach was out of time by then. Yeah, but for but, half the race, Anderson, I felt, was like, ah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just, no. yeah, to me, maybe, maybe. I just was yeah. like, oh, Eli's yeah. got this. Like, he's going to manage this. Like, it's it's fine. Um, right. Right. Roxon, we've been talking about Roxon, And, you know, first moto was fine. Uh, Marv was really good. I, I don't think you, can, you can't look at Kenny's first moto and be like, oh, you know, he got caught in pass. Like, you got to sometimes just admit when – when the guy rides really great, and Marv did. Second moto, though, a crash, and then just, man, uh, I, that's where his, his thing came in, I guess. He didn't really talk about it. Um, but that's, JT, that's what we've been watching. That's what we've been waiting on, and I think we sh- we saw that it affected him. Yeah, that's going to be the big question, and the crash is really the wild card because we don't know how much of a factor that played because it, it did look like he took a pretty good one. His His whole side of his helmet was covered in dirt. So we kind of got an answer that in the, the second moto where it was going to be tough, you know, he had a crash and got a 10th, but we still don't really know because if he didn't crash, would he have been okay? Uh, the scary part is I, I think we're going to get some more hot races. And if he wants to win this title, you can't get 10th. I, I, in my opinion, I don't think a 10th in a moto at, at any hot race down the stretch is going to get it done. Uh, so we're, you know, we'll wait and see, uh, the first moto was great though. He made up some points on Eli and it kind of salvaged 
what could have been a, you know, a really bad day getting, going out and getting 10th in the second moto. Yeah, I guess, um, did they have the crash on TV? I've watched all the motos. No, no, no okay. And, and I didn't see it. So yeah, maybe it was a good one. Maybe he rang his bell and it was nothing to do with that. Oh, yeah, maybe. that's what I mean. Yeah. We don't know. We don't right. really know. Right. We'll have to wait, but yeah. It didn't bode well getting 10th. Oh, know, and he and he was it didn't look good at all. Right. So right. um well, we'll wait and see. Um what else? Uh Freddie Norn. Wow, what a day for fast Freddie Norn. Uh he didn't have a mechanic, so he had to do all the work on his bike in between motos. He Stop it. Yeah, no mechanic. Amy, his wife Amy was ran the pit board. He had to do all the work. So on the hottest race of the year, when they have a one hour break literally before their motos. He's doing a filter. He- and whatever else, washing. Get the f out of here! <laughs> yeah, bro, it's fast, ready. Oh my god! And he rode awesome. He he rode great, both motos, man. Like you said, passing Tomac, fast, ready, Norn. So the other dudes are in an ice bath, like having water dumped uh, into every orifice to try to like rehydrate in any way possible, and he's changing a filter. I would guess, yeah. He told me he had no mechanic. He did all the work. Oh my god! Um, That's incredible. He. And then, so at the end of the day, I went over to talk to him because I'm the only media guy that actually cares about these privateers and goes and finds these guys, by the way. Um, I never see interviews with any of these jerk-off privateers that I do. I don't know what the media does. I don't know what goes on, but I'm out there swamping through these things because there's no wash base looking for privateers that do well. So just, yeah, I'm patting myself on the back. But I found Freddie. He was way in the back and uh, or at the front, I guess, front of the entrance. Um, And uh, J-Bone and Budman were there. From JGR, and the last thing I last I didn't really want to button, get involved. You know, I this was I went and go. To, I told Lars that Honda should put him on the bike, Freddie, and then I went to go find Freddie. And then I heard the last well, kind of when I walked up there again. I didn't want to intrude, but I heard them say, "Yeah, come come test it maybe Tuesday." So, does this mean Freddie's testing the JGR bike? I would guess. Uh, I've heard that. Yes. Okay. This, this is a possibility. Yep. Okay. So. I guess we'll see what happens. If I'm Freddie, though. I'm, I'm exhausting that Sealy spot first, right? I'm like, I got to get on that Sealy spot. Sealy's out for the year. It would make more sense. Yes. Hold on, I'm uh, busy right now watching Swap Moto Live's interview with Freddie Norin. Okay. <laughs> I hear a lot of shuffling, Steve. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Uh okay. Well, I don't know. It's watching another media outlet interview. For okay, it. fine, so thanks. Just, All right, got it. You know, got the it. Only guy that fine. does it. I got okay. it. Um, that blew up horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Freddie Norm was but good though. The very first place I looked that had it, so it could be everybody. I don't even know that website. Seriously, I don't even know that website. Um, okay. <laughs> what about what about Fred though? So okay, listen, if Fred gets the JGR deal, and he go and he doesn't <laughs> perform. That's it. I think I'm out on JGR. Like, I think I'm totally out on JGR. Like, <laughs> you're going to take a Swedish rider who's his own mechanic on a stock bike with a mapping, and he does worse on your factory bike with, with not having to worry about anything. I'm just saying JGR better be careful with this one. That's all. That's all. So, that's a valid point, Steve. No, yeah, that, that's, that's a valid point. Right. If if he goes from one sand race going, where, where did he go? Yeah, 9-10. 9-8? 9-8, yeah. 9-8, sorry. 
<laughs> he goes, if he rides him at Southwick, he goes 18-18. Right. We got problems. We got huge problems. <laughs> Freddie, you're better off in your motorhome with no mechanic with a stock Honda and some mapping. <laughs> good God. Oh. He was good, though, man. I like Freddie. Um, Justin Marshall rode well. Maybe his best race of the year. He, he told me afterwards that the high point was not good and didn't like the bike, and the, he rode all week. Uh, Dean Ferris was charging hard in the second moto. Good job for Dean. 10-7 on the day for him. His second moto, like I said, he was catching some dudes. He looked pretty fresh out there. Blake Baggett, yeah, JT? I Ferris oh. a little bit. He's working on uh, it's set up, by the way. But I was like, I heard you were going to try some of your Australia stuff. And he says it just doesn't work. The tracks are even not even the same. So it wasn't oh. as simple as he hoped it would be. I understood he went stuck with the Air Forks. Unless he went back. Well, yeah, but it wasn't the solution. Like, oh. I bolted on, and I'm like, I got it. I got – this is what I need. Mm. Uh, uh, it's like, now for these tracks, that wasn't even the magic secret either. It's like, um, uh, I hear, you, I hear you, you probably hear this, Mathis. Canadian suspension versus American suspension. I'm sure you've heard this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I heard all about this. So there this. must be Australian suspension. Right, right. As well. Uh, it's exchange rate. You don't have as many shims. <laughs> well, it, the Canadian thing, they explained it to me, which is they don't till the tracks there up as deep. So the bumps don't get as big. So your suspension is different. Yeah. So it's kind of logical, actually. Can we talk about this Jacoby takeout, by the way, in MX2 today? Absolutely. <laughs> that was so greasy, dude. It was so greasy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, this is not a new phenomenon for him. Like he's. <laughs> He's known as doing this, and I don't think there's a lot of. This is his teammate. It's his teammate. A lot of love, a lot of love for him in the paddock these days. But that was taking it to a whole new level. Oh my! And then God. he fought, and then he like punched him or something after the race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like, what are you doing? Like, you oh. need to talk to your boy Deruver and figure out what the hell is going on. Well, Deruver's the other guy's trainer too, so. I know, yeah. I know, but Deruver's your inside source. You need to get on that and say what the hell because. I listened to the podcast you did with him, and he's like, yeah, the guy just, he does not care. Like, he doesn't listen to anybody. He doesn't care. He'll take anybody out for any reason. Uh, but that was a new low. You can't just completely ruin your teammate in front of the mechanics. Yeah. Right in front of yeah. them. Yeah. I'm just going to go left here. I'm just going to swerve left. <laughs> the track goes right, but I'm going to go left. He goes so slow, too. Yeah. He goes so slow to make sure he gets the job done. <laughs> yeah. Parabinos, Parabinos was kind of like... Not defending him, but kind of like shrugging his shoulders about it in a text message I was with him earlier, and I just wasn't having it. Like I, oh, Paul was greasy. always that guy too. Like Paul will cut over on the start and do whatever is necessary. Like he just that's him too. So I think he was kind of approaching it that way. But I'm not having it. Like that's not acceptable and under okay. any circumstances. Moving on, Blake Baggett. Yep, Blake Baggett. Blake Baggett. Uh, so so day. I mean, whatever it wasn't the the blitz speed we saw at Mount Morris. Um, but yeah, just kind of, eh, you know, he was in the battle with Tomac there for a bit. Um, he kind of just he, got lost in the fray a little bit. He looked tired in a second moto. I was surprised. Yeah. He, he got, yeah, he got caught by Ferris and some other guys. I don't so. know if you knew this, Steve, but it was hot. Well, talk to Telefast Freddy that he, he had, he had oil on his hands from changing his oil and, and filter oil and, and, and probably, you know, was still I will, still in his gear. I will give you that. I will give you that. Freddie deserves all the credit in the world. That's unbelievable that um, he was able to work on his bike and be that strong. So yeah, we'll just wait on uh, on Baggett to uh, to feel good, I guess, and watch another high point happen. Um, 
hey, if he – okay, you know, at high point, he was leading. Tomac was very close, and then Tomac fell, and he was gifted this big lead, and he just rode well from there. Like, at any – we know Baggett is always hot and cold. At any given race, if he gets another hole shot, can he just ride well enough to win again? I think so. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think that's a huge factor. Right. He went from hole shot to shit starts in the yeah. last couple of motos. Uh, Lorenzo Lercuccio, Dan Truman will be very happy, JT. Lorenzo's day. He rode well. Twelve eleven. Rode well. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think we'll even see maybe even a better day at Southwick. He was incredibly good at Southwick last year. Top ten. Southwick uh, both motos. Savachi had a rough day. Second moto. I don't know. Maybe he had bike problems. I, I saw the Cowie guys this morning. I flew back with him, but I didn't ask them. But maybe he had a bike issue. But if not, he. I don't think so. Uh, no, no. I don't he, think so. Either. He posted. Uh, he posted that he was just completely destroyed, and his hands. He couldn't even hold on because his hands were just garbage yeah, yeah from he, blisters so he, he, i don't think it was any i think he took full credit for that yeah he definitely didn't have a good day justin bogle said he had zero fun on the day and it looked like it he went 1912 bogle i never even saw bogle benny bloss had a clutch problem one moto pulled in the mechanics area um james weeks good job james weeks 2215 good job for him yeah florida guys yeah. that's that's how i expected the florida guys to be um, that watching that track, I, I was like, man, I've ridden on tracks just like this a million times growing up, you know? Uh, so it's not shocking to me that he and Tristan Lane both had better days than normal for themselves. Chiz got a second place start, Moto 2, fell, mm-hmm. and went backwards late. Chiz was struggling. I talked to him. Well, I talked to him. He's just, he's, the bike setup isn't there. He rode four times before the, for the, he's ridden four times so far, um, and just trying to set up a Suzuki RMZ 450s, he told me it's just so different. Even you know, just having the factory bike is so different. So, I would I would be hard pressed to say that his setup had anything to do with the last ten minutes of the moto. No, Second yeah, moto. no, for sure. I mean, just in general. Yep. Yeah. Um, what else? 450 wise, um, you gonna answer that or no? No. Somebody okay. calling the Pulp MX show line, probably to oh, bitch, really. bitch about. Wash bays or something. Um, what else? Uh, Heath Harrison got a point. Felix Lopez said he was. I thought it was, uh, we- thought it was Weege's watch. No. Felix Lopez uh, said he was not allowed to race the second moto. He was so hot. What? Yeah. He was. Uh, he had a con- uh, concussion. They told him he can't ride race. So, Felix. Hold on. They said he was too hot, or he- because he got a concussion. I don't know. <laughs> Both. <laughs> You gave two reasons at one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what it was. I followed. I like. I like. I like Lopez. He's a cool dude. He's Mexican national champion. Um, yeah, he did good in the first moto. Yeah, he I did. He was doing good in the first moto. Yep. yep. I thought. Yeah, he was. Um, all right, Weege. Anything else on four fifty was? I just want to reiterate again. It's pretty awesome to have the field as strong as it is right now. I know that Roxon and Tomac are doing the majority of the winning, which makes it seem like it's not any different than previous years. But just the way these motos play out, where at different times, you're like, oh, maybe Anderson gets it today. Maybe Marv gets it today. Maybe Zacho gets it today. Maybe Webb's improving. Uh, I just don't feel like we get that level of parity. And now we're at halfway point. And by the way, most of these guys also raced every Supercross round. It's just been a really awesome year for parity and these dudes being in it. And since it sucks when it doesn't happen, I just want to celebrate it when it actually does work out this yeah, way. Yeah, there's six guys that are gnarly. And then Baggett and then Blake Baggett. There's six guys that are... yeah. Phenomenal, and then yeah. then does Baggett phenomenal every now and then, you yeah. know? So it's awesome, yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. Um, hashtag deep field. Uh, sorry, DV. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast brought to you by Alpine Stars, Slick Wash, and the folks at Alpine Stars. 
I said that already? Uh, Maxis. That's it. Maxis Tires. Uh, thanks to Race Tech as well. Ben LeMay uh, racing this weekend with Race Tech, and Ben went 14-13 on the day. And uh, using Race Tech Motors and uh, Tyler Medaglia and Mike Alessi also using Race Tech up there. Uh, please support them and uh, use code PULP19 when you check out to save from the folks at Race Tech. Racetech.com. And uh, get your suspension some love. Get your motor some love, everybody. All right? And use Race Tech to do it. All right. Let's go um, into the 250 class from uh, WW Wrench, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. So there it is. Justin Cooper's first overall, 2-2. Uh, took long enough, but, uh, man, I... Weege, you got to tell Hansel to get on this stat. Like, I need to see how many races Justin Cooper raced. Uh, 13 last year, 7 or 8 this year, 4 now, 25 career races, Justin Cooper-ish. Well, yeah, 12. They have 12 rounds per year, Steve, so last year it had been 12. I said 12. I think he said 13. I thought you said thirteen. No, one supercross, one supercross. I said one. Oh, oh, you're doing total, total, total races. I need, I need okay. Justin Cooper's yeah. total races ridden as a pro, as a pro, yep. and I want to see his results because I don't. I want to compare them to some all-time greats. Seriously. Yeah, it's so strange. Like it, him not having a win is just puzzling. It's not honestly when you compare it to the all-time greats. You know it's not going to measure up because Carmichael won the second national he was in, and Villapoto won the title in the first full season that he raced the nationals, et cetera, et cetera. What I think is going to be odd is, do you think anyone has had this many, say, top four, top three finishes and took this long to get a win? I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. Like, I don't mean in like the Brett Metcalf style, like 15 years worth of thirds before you win. I just mean second and third place dude immediately as soon as you turn pro, but it still took two years to get a win. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't know, dude. The kid's got some serious stats, though, for podiums to start a career. Dude, he's good. He's just good. I don't know what other way to say it. He's just good. I, I can't believe a win hasn't fallen into place until now. And then, oddly, it happens after his worst race ever. Yeah. And in the race, you're like, oh, dude, AC's just going to kill everybody in this. In and, this and, and he goes 2-2. Two, two. He doesn't win a moto win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just so weird. Did you hear, JT, did you know that Justin Cooper went to traditional high school? I did. <laughs> okay. I did. All right. Just checking. <laughs> Very underreported. Roxon had two broken arms. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not giving up on it. Um. Yeah, no, great job for Justin Cooper, man. Uh, Sexton's Moto 1 was really impressive, as we talked about, and Ferrandez's Moto 2 was very impressive, but Cooper gets the overall. And, uh, yeah, good good day uh, for Justin Cooper. Good day for Dylan Ferrandez, who, if you people want to listen to an interview um, after the race, uh, I'm the only one that gets these. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I talked to Dylan Ferrandez, and I, I mentioned the slow start to outdoors, ish, slow-ish start. Um, and he mentioned that his whole life he dreamed of winning a Supercross title, and it's hard to get remotivated when you you know you have one week and he, he can't believe he won a Supercross title and it's it's tough to get going and, and all of that. So, pretty honest interview. I, I really enjoyed talking to Dylan a lot. So, um, so yeah, Dylan four one like Marvin like I, I it's kind of ironic both Marvin and Dylan we wait 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 they get the first moto wins uh, at round five. So uh, we're halfway through the series uh, after this weekend. So, um, well for Ferrandis uh, he has one good start and one moto win. No. That's it. I feel like that's all it came down to. I feel like his starts haven't been as bad as everybody's been talking about. I feel like they're just as bad as they've always been. I feel like, he's like had there's Ferrandis in 12th. I swear he's had one moto, one or two motos where he's been right there and just hasn't got it done. Like Paula? Was there a Paula one? I don't know. Most of them aren't. Maybe. There's been some bad yeah. ones. Don't get me wrong, for sure. But Yeah. Um, and second moto, 
what do you think, JT? Was he just waiting? Yeah, I think so. But I think also uh, Cooper finally kind of gave up the ghost there a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, If you look at the pace they were putting in, they dropped Cincerillo. So I don't think you could point to Ferrandis and say, yeah, he was kind of waiting because they put 17 seconds into (laughs) Cincerillo by the time he finally made his move. So clearly the pace was high and they were going. And then I think Cooper just got to the point where he's like, dude, I can't go like this anymore. And Ferrandis just had a little bit more. And Uh, and I would think Cooper knew that he had the overall. You know, yeah, I'm sure. You, know. you when you when you're out there, you generally have a pretty good sense of awareness of where people are, and you see Dylan back there, but then there's just no one but behind that. And so when he sees no one, you know, 17 seconds is a huge gap back to third. I mean, you can't even see third at that point. So he's probably yeah, dude. I I don't think I can hold this guy off for another. It would have been like another 11 or 12 minutes probably. And I don't need this for the overall anyway. And I've got to win one of these overalls. So just go ahead, like get out of here. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, AC though, JT. That's I mean, yeah, he didn't. He told me he wasn't feeling it. Didn't you know? He was in his home state. Um, but he got third overall. That's what you do. And he made mention to me. He probably said in the press conference too that you know in the old days he might have got ninth or whatever. But third overall in the day, yes, he loses some points to uh, Cooper. But on a day where he wasn't spectacular and didn't do a hell of a lot as far as uh, you know showing everybody, he went five three. And got third overall. Yeah, it wasn't a bad day. I, I would be lying if I said that I didn't expect more. I, I really thought AC would be the man to beat, just on the soil, being so used to it. And then I, I really felt like he was in, super in shape and ready to win on a, in conditions like that. So it was a little puzzling to me. And I, I felt like if he could go out and win again and put, you know, that would have put the points lead probably over 30. That's a pretty big statement, but it kind of went the other way. You know, when Cooper coming off a really rough day, uh, he brought it back. You know, he brought it back down to 18 points and he made a statement to Adam and Adam's home state and the toughest conditions we've seen that, you know, this thing's far from over and he's he's going to be in this thing. Um, So, you know, the racing was one thing, but I thought there was a lot going on there mentally, too, where Adam had an opportunity to really not put the nail in the coffin because we're not even halfway, but really put a statement out there to like, man, you guys are in for a tough go here because I'm ready to, to win every single time. My, my, uh, my theory that neither Nick way or AC was buying was that Nick was in Florida all week and AC was trying to impress him, you know, and all of a sudden had to do all this work and then, well, and then got tired, but neither well, one was buying. Too, yeah. I don't necessarily buy that either, but you wonder with Sexton's troubles, you know, Maybe they did. We're doing too much work because neither of them had it. You know, air quotes around had it for the full day on Saturday. And those two have been training and riding together. So maybe there's something to it. It's just they had put in too much work and weren't weren't rested enough or hydrated enough for their their best, you know, best form. Because neither Sexton was great in the first moto, but obviously right. overcooked it. And then Adam certainly wasn't on his best form all day. Weege, did you say that? Did, did I hear you say this? Was this on Was this on a stat on your TV that maybe was maybe and this stat could have been wrong because it was on your TV broadcast? But uh, sigh, no rider in the history of the sport has won the first four rounds and lost the title. That's correct. Okay, uh, all right. Sixteen times it's happened. Sixteen champions. All right. Um, but look, uh, AC is the one that crashed the Supercross title away with three minutes to go. So does that stat mean anything? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to say to yourself, well, I guess if there's one guy that, that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to win. Right. Uh, that's where we're at. Dude, for Cooper, that's really big, too, because I think after the drama and then getting all this heat from fans at Thunder Valley and then having a crappy race after, uh, I think it was going to be very easy to slip into the, yeah, he can't weather the uh, the adversity, you know, the pressure, all these things that are new to him. Uh, that's a lot to deal with, and he wasn't dealing with it well. And now he's answered the question of, nope, not a problem. I can bounce back. I can rebound. Uh, so that was huge, I think. Well, I think JT's right. If ACA just won, won five in a row and Cooper struggled again, I just think that would have just parlayed yeah. the entire season. But that's over now. Adam told me he felt like shit all day for whatever reason. So um. He said in the press conference that uh, he, he did, you know, he thinks he maybe did overdo it during the week. Yeah, because like Nick Way was there. It. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think Adam's having a tough time where he, because he's so smart media wise, I think he knows like I can say it, but I don't want to say it too much because I don't want to make it look like I'm making excuses. Give the guys credit when you get beat. That's what people want to hear. So he was downplaying it, but he did mention it. Yeah. Media savvy, AC. Oh, dude, what's the first thing out of his mouth if he gets beat? He gives the other guy credit. He knows that's what people want to hear. It's that simple. Just say it. Just say the words I got beat. Please, that's all the fans want. Chad Reed still never says that. No, he can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years later, Chad Reed's still saying, ah, you know, I didn't get a start. My forks. The lines. If I just figured out some lines. Forks. I, shock. Yeah. Um, These guys aren't that good. Nothing's really changed. Nobody's going yeah. faster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not as good not having a Chad Reed around the races. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Uh, Michael Moseman again, man, this guy, this guy, you know, he's making me look a little bad because I've thrown, I throw Moseman in with the Cantrells and the Baileys and the, and the Falks and the Fries and, and, and the Bichelias and the Bells. I've used Moseman's name. Like, what, what are you doing? But it's taking some time, but he's coming around. He's coming around. And I, I don't know if there's room on that team next year for him. RJ's there. Covington, but by the way, Covington showed up. What was up with that? It's inexplicable. He rode one practice, shocker, in the sand and the heat, and his Epstein-Barr diagnosis, uh, he couldn't do it and went home. Well, and I I made mention of this during the week whenever I heard he was racing. I said, if he has Epstein-Barr, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And I was like, maybe maybe he doesn't have it or maybe it's not as bad as they thought or something. But if he truly has this, this is stupid. There's not another word to use, and I don't well, know who's telling him he needs to race or anything like that. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying in general, if he's truly sick, for him to show up and race is well, stupid. Well, the mechanic had to rebuild the bike and do everything and all that for one practice session. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's stupid too. I feel for that mechanic. Well, I mean, um, he has it. He's got to work either way, right? Like he's going to get paid the same. So, whatever. I don't, I don't feel bad for him having to prep a bike. He was going to do that anyway. Whatever. I do. So. Anyway, so I don't know if there's a spot for Mosman. Covington's got a deal. RJ RJ will be there next year. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe Mos. I, you have to now, right? I think Supercross. I don't. Of- I don't think they're in a position where they are not. Are they going to let Mosman go? Like he's the only guy doing anything. Well, I don't know, JT. There's been cuts there and stuff. You're, they wear fly racing. You should know. They do. Uh, I have not heard anything about Mosman's future, but common sense would tell me they're going to have to try to find a way to keep him because he's the only guy keeping the team afloat right now. Yeah, he was, he was going to have a podium there late, you know, 
It wasn't was yeah. maybe if Hunter Hunter would have got AC, then Mosman would have got the podium. Yeah. And Hunter Lawrence had a so so day, eight four, good second moto, first moto not so good. Um, kind of ruined my prediction of him being a podium guy from here on out. So thanks Hunter, for that. Um, Troll Train, we're back. What? No. We're back. No. You're back. We're back. Rut. Dude, that was a good race for us. Seven six. Coming up from the back. <laughs> oh, here oh we now go. you're qualifying it. 12 9 first lap scores coming from the back. Yeah, that's from the Charging. Back. Yeah. In shape, picking dudes off. Made up three spots that second moto. Troll train. We're back. He was he was strong. I'll give him that. As far as fitness, uh, he almost got Mosman, the second moto. He had no front fender. So, he had no front fender. He did, which sucks. That's so hard to ride with <laughs> no front fender. That's it what really he said. is. He said it really it's jacked so him hard. up. Right. Yeah, like my I was watching the race with my parents and they were kind of laughing. I'm like, seriously, you have no idea how difficult it is because there's dirt flying in your face. It's the biggest mind F that ever like seeing your front tire. Right. You never see it before. Yeah. It's it's difficult. So for Sh- him to almost get Mosman and ride that well, I was impressed. Weed shocker that JT and all his teams he rode on, uh, He's had experience with no front fender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, shocker. I was waiting for him to say entire motos because it fell off. Like, right, Husqvarna, the, 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 the fender came off four off. weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. When you race 500 races, you're going to run into about everything. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, yeah, we're back. Okay, and and, South, and Southwick's a good one for us, too. Remember last year? Was last year when he tried to, tried to squeeze by Faulkner? Yeah, he, Forkner, uh, took yeah. out Forkner. Yeah, yeah took Forkner, him out. Forkner took him out. I don't. I don't agree with you that you're Forkner back. Took but him it, out. It yeah, t- Forkner took us. Took us out. Going too what? slow into the entrance of the corner. <laughs> it's totally Forkner's fault. Forked him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This, they, Forkner having to ride with these wild veteran thirty-year-old <laughs> guys. Poor Forkner. Uh, Unpredictable. Southwick's good for us too. Southwick will be good for us for sure. So we could get. What, right, are, you, what are you predicting? We could get After back a right seven-six bounce back. What are you predicting? We can get right back into this thing. Top fives. Yeah, gotta go solid five, five-six maybe. I think we can go five-six. Okay. Yeah. Back. We can't get starts. We can't get starts right now. Just not happening. Uh, Colt Nichols. I never really noticed Colt all day, to be honest. Um, you know, he was in the mix. He was up front as usual with the star Yamaha's Oldenburg pulled a whole shot, by the way, in the second moto. Um, so what else? Oh, Hampshire. Hampshire rode well. Second moto Hampshire was dead last. He hit Marty. So no, he wasn't dead last because Marty was dead last. He got screwed. Who? Hampshire. Oh, I thought you meant Marty got screwed. No. And RJ rode his balls off, man, in that weather and everything else. Come all the way to eleventh. He said he, he told me he crashed again somewhere in the first lap, which I never saw. I just like that kind of stuff. I like these guys that you don't really talk about them, you don't really notice them, but you can see that like that was a lot of heart that RJ rode with there to come from that spot, two crashes to eleventh. Like good job. Um, well, that's the weird stuff I'm talking about with the heat. Like you see RJ put in such a hard charge, and the results don't reflect it, but. And I know RJ's in great shape. Like, he works his butt off, always has. But so does Sexton, and Sexton couldn't ride right. the second moto. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, that shouldn't be such a stark contrast from each other, but right. it was. Weege, if you're Sexton, are you totally bummed at the way your day went, or are you – you're like you won your first professional moto? 
Uh, I talked to him actually. I texted with him a little bit uh, today to ask him that. I was trying to figure that out. Um, I, he definitely seemed more bummed, probably because he just feels horribly right now. But he said the weird thing was he said he felt fine, like the whole moto. And then all of a sudden when it was over, that's when, yeah, when hit he hit him. Stop. Yeah, when he stopped. All no, that okay. heat hit, you don't you don't have that breeze anymore. Like when no. you're riding, you're going oh, thirty breeze? miles an hour. So there was a what, breeze. 30, no, no, no. You're breeze? going thirty miles an hour, so you have wind on you the whole time. But then when you stop, you don't have that anymore, and all of a sudden your body temperature skyrockets because you're you're not getting that wind mm-hmm. on you the whole time. It was fine. But I will say that I w- if I'm sexing, I would just be bummed about the points because he wasn't out of this thing. He was fifty points down or whatever going in. He made up points that moto. But then he just gives a bunch back, which is a bummer. Uh, that's, you know, winning your moto is great, but, you know, it's not even halfway. So it was really up in the air still. And then to boot, you know, I, and I just will offer some advice here. And he probably gives zero percent about what I think. But I saw him post that he's ready for He already feels much better and he's ready for a great week before Southwick. My advice, don't do anything, dude. Like, don't ride your bicycle. Don't ride your motorcycle. Just sit in a room and try to get back to your, you know, where you were before that moto started because this Saturday again is going to creep up on you before you know it. And man, I, I hate to see these kids like feel like they need to get back out there and train more. You don't need to train more. You need to rest and let your body recover because you just put it through hell, you know, by, you know, he was throwing up and all, all kinds of stuff, super dizzy. Um, so I hope that somebody's in his corner telling him like, you don't need to work more. You need to work less right now. Um, by the way, too, Marty also, Marty got up and soldiered on the rest of that moto, and he was 17th. And much like RJ, he wasn't in the same spot as RJ. He was further back, but Marty never gave up. He looked tired. Marty never gave up. And I'm just. He's a warrior, dude. He is a warrior. I saw him in a PC truck, and he's like, hey, man, you're looking good. And I'm like, so are you, fifth, Marty. And then he said, ah, not in a second session. And I said, ah, doesn't matter, Marty. Fifth is fifth. And then Nick Way started laughing. This is where it's at. Yep. Now. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. They all come around. Unbelievable. Um, I, I will say that is a time-honored tradition, I feel, at Nationals, even from when I was just there as a spectator to now. And you don't often see it on TV. You wouldn't really know. But like what you're saying about Hampshire or Marty, nothing to gain, nothing to prove. It's never going to be noticed by anyone. Nope. And it is amazing how often you see rides like that. Like these dudes, it's just the way they are. They're just effing racers. And I mean, I've seen, okay, look, we know Hampshire's moving to another team next year. So he's had some crap luck at the beginning of the, he's not going to win the title this year. There's no incentive, none. If he has two crashes in the first lap to go for it. And what's Marty's goal here outdoors? Like, yeah, he's no. just punching the clock. He's not expecting to win or get podiums. He's just going to ride. But they still go for it. And I've seen those rides countless times. No one's paying attention. And I'm like, they're just racers. And they just only know one thing. And it's just, I'm going to go as yeah. fast as I can. I, I, as long as I can. I like those yeah. kind of efforts. I like when Dungy's yes. bike broke and he pushed it up the hill at Redbud. I like that stuff. But, but Dungy's, everybody knows Dungy does that. But what I'm saying is there's 20, 30 yeah, other yeah, guys that yeah. are robotically programmed like that that most fans don't notice. And right. they do the exact same thing. These guys at this level, they're way gnarlier than they probably get credit for sometimes. Yeah, I like that stuff. I watch it. Yep. It's good. Um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, so Derek Drake? Uh, oh. I don't know, though. Okay, he crashed. Obviously, that it was made a good one. Impact. It was a good one. And it was. But part of me was thinking, like, 
whatever. He had like a three second lead immediately. I'm like, he's gonna go too. Fa- he's going too fast. Like, <laughs> there, was he seriously gonna not overheat or get tired going that pace? Uh, no, that but I think if thought. you're a kid, you're just like, I got this. I gotta go. You don't. That's not, what I mean. You have so no racecraft. Yeah, you have no racecraft. Yes, no racecraft. He was just sprinting, and I'm like, man, I don't know if this is gonna work out. I didn't expect him to maybe crash, but I was just like, uh, he's probably gonna get tired if he does this. Yeah. So it could look like, oh, dude, if he just hadn't crashed, maybe he would have won. No, no, not, no, no, no. That's what I mean. I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think really? there was an opportunity. I think there was an opportunity there. I don't know if he'd have won, but he was going fast, man. Like, I don't think he would have beat Sexton. I think you're probably right on that, but I think he had an opportunity to definitely get top five with the way he was going. Can we? Can but we... wasn't? Isn't it too fast? I don't know. The first moto, I don't think so. Yeah. I think you know. Okay. The first, it's a second moto. Yeah, like it's these guys have already put in a moto. They didn't have much time to recover. But that first moto, like it, if you can't do thirty-five minutes, you probably shouldn't be out there. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. Like I was okay. when you guys were commentating. You're saying got to manage yourself and whatever. I, I honestly think these kids, these amateurs in the first moto, this is all they know is sprinting, and you just got to go. Like you don't have opportunities to build a huge lead in a pro national very often. So drop the hammer, man. Go with everything you have. I, that's my opinion anyway. Um, yeah, he crashed, unfortunately. We didn't get to see how it panned out. But I, I'm all for it. If you're if you're in a situation and you're not a contender and you have a chance to go and you're feeling it and you have the pace to do it like he did, absolutely, just go for it. How's things going with that TLD team, you think? Oh, I, I forced um, TK over there to give me an interview at the end of the day. He oh, really? I want to do it. Oh, I'm surprised he did it, to be honest, yeah. Well, he was definitely – it was 51% yes and 49% <laughs> no. But what I try to remind people all the time is like, look, when it goes really bad, everyone already knows it's going really bad. So saying it's going really bad is not giving anybody news they don't already know, but at least you have your chance to explain you know, maybe why or the good side or remind people. I had forgotten. He's like, last year we got second in almost every championship which is a good reminder of normally we're actually pretty good. Like we're not just a garbage team all the time. So that's usually why I try when someone, you know, when I did a Savachi say podcast there earlier this year, it's like everybody already has a negative opinion. So all you can do is probably make it better. Hmm. If jo- you talk about it, Joey said, so I mean, by the way, Joey, I, that was weird too. That, that was weird. It was creepy. It's all over you. Yeah. He's like, this guy thinks I hate him. Cause I blocked him on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. I'm that's like, yeah, weird. usually that, that's what usually means. I don't, I, I don't block my friends normally, Joey. I'm not like, ah. I'm blocked by Chad still. Yeah, you're still blocked by Chad. That's a good point. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's it's it's. What about this? Think. So what about yeah. this Pierce Brown? Uh, second moto was good? He was super pumped, TK was, on the second moto uh, to the point where he was supposed to go race Mammoth uh, this upcoming weekend, but it's now looking like he's going to race Southwick instead. Wow. Yeah. Mm, amateurs. Yep. Amateurs, dude. Amateurs. Uh, yeah. McAdoo was what ninth, fell in the last turn, got up, crossed the line in fourteenth, and then overheated. I think McAdoo was ninth or tenth. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was top ten the whole month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and overheated. So, uh, and Jordan Smith and McElrath, we think are as good as gone over there. So I I was trying to cheer him up. I was trying to cheer TK up. I'm like, take Oldenburg back, bro. Get a ch- get a title. Show those star guys. <laughs> I don't know. Just trying to cheer him up somehow. 
Um, yeah, it's just they're getting hit by all angles. Do we know what happened to Kyle Peters in the first moto? Did he actually ever start? Um, I don't believe he even came around. About that, but I but I can't remember now. Keep going. I'm gonna see if I can figure that out. Okay, I don't think he even came around on the first lap, or he didn't even start or something. Um, he was out of the race right away. So I maybe don't know. it was too hot. <laughs> uh, Ty Masterpool was. Uh, he was riding really well. Had him on my fantasy team. I was very excited for Ty Masterpool. And then he, and again, talking about the heat, like here's a kid that trains in Texas, right? And, and lived in Texas his whole life and everything else. And he looked badly affected by the heat. Props to him for staying in that second moto. I honestly saw him dropping. Maybe he crashed. I'm like, this might be dangerous for him. Like he might be struggling because in the first moto he was badly. And he gutted it out in the second moto and, uh, and ended up 16th. But I, uh, it, he was struggling. Um, Jacob Hayes, good job for Jacob Hayes, 10th overall. He caught Hartraft in that second moto. He was on him and caught him. And Hartraft, again, on my fantasy team, was, uh, I think, 10th with a lap and a half to go. Crashed. Bike was all bent up. It was a good good crash, I guess. He told me he walked over to the fence and was asking fence to pour water on him. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, that's pretty. He was know. hot? You're saying he was hot? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um. You figure out Kyle Peters yet, Weech? No, I can't. There's just too much <laughs> other drama. Okay. Uh, too much other drama. Yeah. Christian Craig? Anybody? That's well, a good question. He, uh, yeah. So he was there. Yep. I mean, you didn't see he was there, right? Yeah. I, I, I yep. I pat him on the back. Said hi. Yeah, I talked to him really briefly right before he rolled out for practice. Uh, the problem is actually he. I don't know why they even tried to race this race. Okay, we have the drug testing thing. That's the elephant in the room. I'll address that in a second. But he crashed really hard at high point, And I'm thinking, I'm surprised he's even here just because of that. And then, yeah, after like a few laps of practice, he realized, I'm not good to go. But also, he's got this drug testing thing now hanging over him. I, I just cannot believe that they even tried it. Now, this is not the race to show up for if you're not feeling good. A. B. Now you get this other drama. Uh, it went about as well as I expected it to go. Yeah, maybe you just yeah. wait till you find this because apparently it was really well, that's affecting what I've heard him. Heard so. from the team that they're like they're supposed to find out within thirty days, so that's only like two three races. So right. maybe they'll just sit down until then. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd heard it was really affecting him out there all year long because he knew about it right before the first East Coast race, so he knew all about it. So yeah, you know, so um, yeah. Did you get my text about Peters. Peters info. No, he did race. He he did six laps of the moto. He was twentieth on lap one and two. Six and laps, then, huh? Okay. Yeah, something happened. He was last for three more laps, and then he pulled off. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. The- when you when you dive into a text thread with the uh, JJR team, of which I am on, and you try to ask like how the weekend went, it's just so much to. <laughs> So much, just so much to try to keep up with. <laughs> just so much to well, keep now up. Now you got Freddie Norn going on. So yes, that's right. <laughs> um, and, and for some reason Phil is still on this text <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> yes, Phil's just still on it. <laughs> that's the best part. Phil updating everybody on his Yamaha in Canada two years after he's gone from the yes, team. Yes, not riding for the team at all. Right. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, Two hundred and fifty class. I mean, I, we can talk about Craig's suspension thing, but what a, what a joke that is. And and the AMA yeah. and Feld look like morons, and they continue to look like morons while the FIM continues to just do whatever the F they want to our riders and our sport. Just that it is, it is just ridiculous. 
I know they douched everybody out of the FIM, and they got new people there. And Rob Digman playing AMA is the vice president, and the guy from Portugal is the president now. And it's supposed to be all new attitude and all new thing, and same old shit from my end of stuff. So, good job, everybody, on that. Great, great work, great work, Fell. Great work, AMA. Great work, FIM. Good job. You all so deserve it. We, we have no, we have no idea why he didn't ride. Craig, yes. No, I said it. He he oh. uh, he hit his head at high point. There oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah so this was not a good one um, to ride in this heat, I think, when you're recovering. So I was shocked that he even tried, considering it's like, hey, conveniently, I have an injury, and now I got this thing hanging over me. Right. I should just not show up. But he did try for some reason. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like Ovington, like just, hey, it, it, it ain't the track. It ain't the race to... To not be your well, I, on your I saw game. Covington on Friday, and he said he's like Austria kind of wanted him to give it a shot. Um, I don't know what they, I don't know what they expected. Hey, <laughs> you got Epstein Bar. We're going to a sand race with with massive heat, and you got Epstein Bar. Good luck, <laughs> good luck, Big Air Tom. I don't know what they expected. Uh, if that's true, that's brutal. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Yeah, but. He he wanted to make it clear it wasn't anybody here, not Bobby Hewitt or the team over here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe something's lost in translation. Maybe they don't know what it is. In Europe. Dude, that second year is just going to go that, – that second year is going to go bye-bye. Whatever they got to do. In our sport? Oh, I think so. In our sport? It doesn't seem to matter, right? So, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, we do know that contracts uh, mean practically nothing in this sport. Uh, so, maybe that's part of it. Like, we want you to race. And you can't just – don't worry, you got a contract. Like – I wouldn't be surprised just a, a knowing how how many multi-year contracts have just fizzled. Yeah, no, for sure. So that's man, that's a sucky situation to be in because I know JT will verify Epstein Bar is real. There's nothing he can do. He can't like just fix it and get out there next week and get a podium. It's not gonna happen. No, that's why I said if if he is sick, yeah. which I'm assuming he is because he couldn't race this weekend again. Yeah, it's, this is a terrible idea. I don't care how frustrated you are. I don't care how much money you're paying him. None of that matters. I mean, it sucks. I get it. <laughs> But it's not going to it's magically going to get better. Like that, it's a bad deal, and you've yeah. already seen what he's capable of at the moment. Like it's not going to get better until he is better. I don't know. And then you look at you know you know he has, you know he hasn't been happy with his bike, but then you look at Moseman, you know, like bike's fine, you know. So it's not the same bike he rode in the MX MX two class, obviously. But anyways, uh, Jordan Bailey did well, eleventh overall for Jordan Bailey, maxed out in Pulp MX Fantasy as well. One week after JT told us to all pick him. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Anything else? Can I go eat tacos now? Man, I'd like to eat uh, tacos. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. Pookie's making tacos. so That'd be good. I'd like to stop by for that. Yeah, I think we're good. Steve, you coming to Southwick? Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. You're back on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in it to win it now. Okay. I'm in, too. I'm back on tour. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Southwick. You're coming to Southwick? Yeah, the track that's uh, just inside the Massachusetts border. Yeah. Windsor Locks, all that, the whole deal. Just out of nowhere, I'm, you're just back at the races. No, I pick and choose. Oh. I'm uh, I'm on an international tour throughout the rest of the summer. <laughs> I, I did not expect. Uh, I feel like three or four years ago when you found out that you were only going to need to go to like two nationals, you were like rubbing your hands together. Well, I, I feel like you guys should know this because, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are planning on maybe going on a uh, tour of a certain stadium on Sunday. And I made mention, "Hey, I'm going to that race. Can I tag along?" And it was like, "Yeah, maybe. I don't know." Yeah, and, yeah, so, we're not we're not going on tour. Okay, well, I'm just saying I made mention that I was going to this race in that conversation. Oh, okay. So you should know. 
Yeah. I hope we're not going on this tour because I forgot all about it when I booked my flight. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't heard about it. In like okay, six so months. so <laughs> we, I, I booked my flight to get out Sunday morning, and then the tour was happening, and then I changed my flight for two hundred dollars to fly out Sunday night, and now the tour's not happening, and I just had to change it back. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's awesome. Good job that's by awesome. me. Yeah, that good job great. by me. So yeah, wasting Weege would freak out at the money that I've wasted on this ticket. So another time, another time we'll do it. They'd for sure. be, they would be cursed again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right, everybody, that's the Fly Racing Racer X podcast from uh, WW Ranch. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Alpine Stars, Maxis, and Slick Wash. JT, Wygant, thanks, boys. Talk soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath i was so mad like so disappointed and so frustrated that i pulled pick and i left every point counts I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Great as the days and the months and the years.